What, what would you say, briefly, what would you say would be the biggest difficulty you have in meditating? In one word. Does it begin with D? What? Does it begin with D? Yes, but you're not, you're not supposed to answer. <laughs> yes. Anybody, everybody agree with that? Yeah. Charles, you agree with that? It begins with D. So, um, distractions are uh, part of the course. There, we probably feel a sense of disappointment or failure because we're not able to control our distractions. We think, okay, we've got to lay aside our thoughts, sit down, meditate, say the mantra, what could be more simple than that, and then within ten minutes we'll be in nirvana, we'll be in the kingdom of heaven, we'll have this beautiful calm mind, we'll see everything as it is, and of course it's not quite like that. So it's very important that we uh, understand, uh, you know, what this what this difficulty is, and accept it, and 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 in a sense work with it rather than see it as a kind of perpetual enemy. Uh, the poet W. H. Auden in the 1930s I think called this the age of anxiety. But in the post or in the digital age that we have become, you could really say we are the age of distraction. And I think all of you with children, grandchildren, teachers, uh, will be concerned about the high level of distractedness uh, in children. They're better, they're born sort of wired with the digital stuff, so they, they, they sort of it's a second nature to them. Uh, it's great when you want to get them to fix something on your computer. Uh, I was on a plane the other day, uh, and I thought I'd had a nice, long, quiet flight because the seats next to me were free. And then just before we took off, this young family came on and the uh, couple went and sat on their own. <laughs> and they left these two, I don't know, ten-year-old boys next to me. And I thought, oh my God, it's eight hours of them. I didn't have to worry. They were like old executives. They just sat in the chair, they built it up, took out their iPads, put down the thing, took out their iPads, turned on the TV, and for the next eight hours, they were... They were using both the TV and the iPad. And it was brilliant in a way to see what they were doing. But so much so, they didn't even want to eat. When the attendant came, she had to, had to force, them, force the food onto them. They were so absorbed in their games or their movies. So, uh, distraction is, has always been with us. The Desert Fathers uh, in the 4th century uh, spoke about distractions. That's why we have this tradition of meditation, because they were really uh, concerned. that Here they were, they went out into the desert to seek God, to clear their minds, to be still, to be in the presence of God. And what did they find? They were 
daydreaming about what they left behind or whether they should go back or they were uh, in a state of distraction. And that really, that really concerned them because that was their whole life. And uh, so it was from that discovery of the innate distractedness of the mind that they began to teach this way of meditation. So, but we do live in a, in a hyper-distracted age. We've invented or discovered or named this H, was it, ADD. Uh, it's an interesting reflection on what we mean by health and medicine because there's an article recently in the New York Times, long research article by the, by the person who discovered ADD, complaining that his work had been hijacked and perverted by the pharmaceutical companies who are now just marketing this idea of distraction, that we're all distracted. So, you know, you don't, you, your child doesn't get good results at school, therefore you, he must be ADD, if you put him on Ritalin, is it Ritalin? And, and, uh, if, um, and then now they're moving on to young couples who are having relational problems. This must be due to one of you is ADD, therefore you should take this. So uh, it's an interesting reflection on an innate problem in human nature. How do you solve it? Do you pop a pill? Or do you actually do what the ancient wisdom said, learn to pay attention? So meditation is, of course, ex exercising this muscle of attention. But it's helpful to be able to identify uh, our distractions. And you could say, for example, that we have, we have three types of distractions or three levels. Or There's the obvious superficial level of, of distraction. Uh, you know, we say you've been working very hard all eight hours and then you suddenly sit down to meditate. Well, not surprisingly, your mind is going to be uh, running over the, um, the things you did and didn't do and should do. Um, but even if you've had a fairly quiet day, you know, you've watched a bit of TV, you've read the newspaper, you've read a novel, even then your mind is still going to be distracted. Maybe not quite so intensely, but you're going to be thinking uh, you know, characters of the novel you were reading or... Uh, bits of the news that you picked up during the day. So these are passing levels of phenomena and uh, stimulus, concerns, anxieties or fantasies that are, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. But they're here today and they occupy quite a lot of your, of your consciousness. So these tend to hit you at the beginning of meditation, quite strongly, and you suddenly... It isn't that meditation makes you distracted, it makes you aware that you are distracted. So, um, normally this first level of distraction becomes pretty obvious, within a few seconds, and, uh, but then you're, you know what to do, you're not surprised, so you're, you roll up your sleeves and you start saying the mantra, and you will you find uh, that uh, with practice over time, you'll find that 
you can quieten this level of superficial distraction fairly easily. Depends on what upsets you during the day, of course, but uh, it's uh, the easier level of distraction to deal with. So you don't try to squash the distractions, to repress them, or to fight them in any way, or blank out your mind, but you simply lay them aside as they arise. And you have to be, you know, just prepared the fact that it's like the waves of the sea, they are constantly hitting the shore of your, of your consciousness. So just accept it. And, but lay it aside each, each, um, each time. Then as that surface level of distraction begins to calm down a bit, or at least you'll find that the distractions might simply move to the back of your mind. And you can say the mantra with greater attention, even though you've got this background noise of your silly thoughts. But you accept that as background noise, like air conditioning or traffic outside or music in the next room. You just accept it. But then there's another level of distractions. It has many, of course, deeper levels. The archaeology of the psyche... Uh, it's then that the deeper issues, the deeper concerns, the unfinished business of our lives uh, can uh, present themselves or make, make themselves felt. So, and this is both, uh, you know, the deeper problems that you're facing at work at that period of time, uh, or it could be... Is it me? Yeah. No, it's me. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me, just a minute. No. <laughs> so, um, so these are uh, uh, you, you know, deep, deeper problems, deeper concerns, anxieties. Uh, and then there are even you know there are even deeper levels problems you've had since you were conscious aspects of yourself you've been struggling with or whatever problems fantasies uh, aspects of your character and things that you haven't quite resolved or integrated yet these these can present themselves as well so as you deal with the surface level of distractions the other levels of distraction, different kind, different frequency, but they, uh, you discover those as well. And in the same way, you deal with them in exactly the same way. You simply say, not at the moment, not tonight, Josephine. You put them to one side, into the back of your mind. And, uh, and the way we do that is this radically simple discipline of the mantra. It's, it's simple, but it's not easy because it's radically simple. And yet it is gentle at the same time. That's the beauty of it. Um, then I think you could say there's a, an even more fundamental level of distraction which we might uh, we encounter after some time, or at any time really, when these other levels of distraction have been calmed and controlled, and that is the radical distraction of the ego itself, of the I thought. 
In other words, it's this fundamental self-consciousness that of ourselves as separate, as observers, which arises, you know, very early in childhood, at the age of two or so, and continues to develop uh, will be a problem uh, if we don't know how to control it. So it's this fundamental, uh, what the cloud of unknowing in the 14th century called the naked awareness of ourself. It's, it's not being distracted by this or that problem or idea, but a more radical uh, element of our consciousness itself. And with that, again, you just have to live with it. You can't do violence to it, uh, but by accretion, by faith, by faithful repetition, by faithfully returning to the practice, uh, you 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 push that to one side or that recedes into the background as well. And increasingly, you get moments, of course, where you can see what it would be like to be fully awake, fully conscious, and not distracted. And the minute you say, I'm not distracted, of course, you become distracted again. But at least you're, you're closer to it. And it's like uh, a, a blue sky uh, with no, no, no clouds and um, temperature is just perfect. Nirvana means cool. And uh, the mind itself, of course, is, is the nature of consciousness. We, we always identify it with light. And just as when the sun is shining, we see the full beauty of the world because all the color comes out, all the texture comes out. That's why we like sunshine, we say it's a beautiful day. And it's in the same way, when the mind is free from distraction, and there are degrees of this, but when the mind is free from distraction, we see things as they truly are. So it's not that we're, you know, out of the body, sitting up in the ceiling, looking down at the world, but we are seeing the world, and it's a very in embodied experience as well. So, uh, the, 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 the key exercise we're doing in meditation is, is, is learning to, to deal with the distractions by laying them aside by returning to the mantra, gently, faithfully, and continuously. And the effect of that is going to be a growth in our capacity for attention. There was a, one of my MBA students uh, last year, was a, a Marine, ex-Marine, and he told me, very disciplined guy, meditated every day, twice, twice a day, 20 minutes, very, very disciplined. Not in the least bit spiritual or religious, he said, but did the practice. And he said the first thing he noticed as a benefit was from his wife. And his wife said, you should keep meditating, you know, because you're, you're, uh, you, know, you pay attention. When I start telling you what I've been doing during the day, you can pay attention until I finish. You don't start looking at your phone after three minutes. And uh, that was a revelation to him. And 
he noticed that he was more attentive to his environment, to the people he was working with, and so on. So this is the, this is the, the beautiful fruit of meditation. When you think that distractedness is very isolating, very turbulent, uh, creates anxiety, that to be free from distraction is to find the, the peace and the harmony and the connection that we will um, appreciate and look for. So how do we do this? We don't fight the distractions. We don't try and control them. We look over their shoulder. That was an, one of the medieval meditators put it like that. We just look over the shoulder of these distractions as they come. They don't look at them, just look over their shoulder. Accept them, acknowledge them. And persevere with your work. And rather than, trying, rather than getting upset because you're distracted, be grateful that you know you are distracted. Because if you don't know you're distracted, you are a really dangerous person. So if you can know that you're distracted, then you are already halfway there. And re return to the mantra with this quality of simplicity. And be more simple rather than less simple. <laughs>